Hello. Hi. Welcome to It Bears Repeating. And it does. Is this going on the regular feed? Yes. This is different music. This is no. This is the music it's always been. No, the music oh, it normally shit. is. So this is like is calm the fuck down. The other song we use is like. Okay, pretend that the right music came in because I'm gonna edit that in in post. No, I don't think you should. But we can't tell them what we were just doing before. We don't tell them. Hi, everyone. Hi. We're yeah. talking like they're in the room yeah. and we're ignoring the people that listen to this podcast. I mean, we are in their ears. So we are kind of in the room. Yeah, we're, we're in your room, but you're not in our room. Stop. You guys. Welcome back. <laughs> it's 2020. Yeah, and it's off to a weird start. It's we're really. Is it weird? I deleted all my social media apps from my phone today. I saw that because I'm over World War Three. Been there. I well, I don't even want to go there. But that's that's where I am. I am married and haven't worked since prior to the year change, and it's been really nice. So so far, my year is great, and everything else. I like got informed on the situation, but I'm like not. I'm not engaging in that culture right now. Whatever and people need to do to cope, like fine. But that was I was not like funny. I was like Bye. not funny to me. <laughs> um, Colvin. Yeah, I will commit treason. Oh, oh my god! But I also think a lot of people will, and then it'll become a new problem of like no one wants to fight except for the people like measuring their dicks together. But right, and then what are we gonna do? Oh, well, then you guys can go kill yourselves because I don't want to be involved because this doesn't involve no. me. You know what we do want to be involved in? Giving our top ten songs of the decade. We're gonna do that, but the people have asked to talk about your wedding. Also, I do want to like we need to like tell people what we're doing. It's the new year. It bears repeating is bad. Oh my god, I didn't explain anything. We right. didn't. We didn't do anything. No, that. that's why I have a list. And I told you we were gonna need it. <laughs> so we. What we're doing with It Bears Repeating now, in the new year, is we're just going to do whatever we want. It's going to be queer. It's going to be pretty local for the time being until we can expand upon that. Not that we won't, but it's just, we have a lot of local talent, a lot of local performers in the lineup that have already agreed to be a part of It Bears Repeating, and we're very excited to have them on. Um, We will be incorporating video, so some weeks you might not get something like this in your feed you might have to like go to www.youtube.com and find us there so i'm just i'm telling you where you can find us tiffany's fully vibing to this also uh we'll put blog posts on the website so it's just gonna be a lot different however we did agree i don't know if tiffany remembers this maybe she does maybe she doesn't but we will do like mini recap separate episodes for those of us who want to partake in that culture (laughs) Drag which is, race. Which is us. But also you. And also that's how we can find an audience that will give a shit enough to listen to all our other shit. That's just facts. As always, we appreciate your feedback. So we want to hear from you. If we start doing new things and you're like, hey, you missed this thing or that thing. We can always talk about whatever. Because this is our show. And we're up for feedback. Like I could throw in that Katya was wearing Louis Vuitton on her Instagram post. So there you go. I saw that. I saw it. 
and I partook in it because I think I think I liked it. So okay. okay, Tiffany friend, Tiffany friend, tell everyone about your wedding. Mm, so I don't know where to start. Well, okay, so like I feel like some people didn't catch that it was going to happen. So well, that's because like, I didn't really tell anybody. I, I was posting it on our social media that it was happening, but people still like seemed surprised that it was happening. Yeah, I didn't really make a big deal out of it. Because essentially, we've been trying to plan something or like looking into it for a while now, but the more and more we got into it together, we discovered that we didn't really care about any of it. And it was like, like a lot involved in like a, a more traditional wedding and a lot of stuff we don't care about. And then it's like, if you commit to having an event of a particular size, then everyone expects to be invited. Whether that's something they want to admit to or not, there's just like an inherent, well, of course you're inviting me along with a certain size or mm-hmm. whatever. And I get this many people I can bring along with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's some family on Josh's side that like I've never met who if we had a regular size wedding, like we would have had to have included literally everyone, literally all of my people. And then that gets into a sticky situation. So then it's a whole other thing. But at any rate, Essentially, I had the thought at work one day because it was slow and I was just sort of hanging out, looking up eloping, like what that takes to elope and where a good place to elope might be, just out of curiosity. And then it kind of hit me, well, we're two and a half, three weeks-ish, maybe three weeks away like, from the holidays. Like right three weeks. It's like we're three weeks from the holidays. And if I wanted to get married before the year was over, because for some reason, when I started thinking about getting it done, the timeline was like, not January, but much sooner. Literally like, well, if I could just do it, because I know we're going to be off, like that'd be kind of cool. Um, so then I just thought about, why don't we just do it on New Year's Eve? Most people are not going to have anything to do. And we could just make it more like a house party than a regular ass wedding. And then that's essentially what happened. Like, exactly that. And we had our family all together for a meal beforehand. And then had uh, the rest of our friends and close family come for the ceremony. And then we had a party after. And I got married in my dining room. Yeah, you almost got married in the threshold of two rooms, but it didn't quite happen like that. No, they changed that, but I wasn't downstairs for that. Uh, I don't know what I happened. I was with you in your room mm-hmm. whenever that was going on. Yeah, but it's fine. It turned out wonderfully. Uh, everybody fit, which was a concern because it, at most in the house at one time, it was like 30 people, which sounds very intimidating. But I underestimated how much room we would have once I like completely cleared out the one room and got rid of a lot of clutter. Mm-hmm. Cause I felt like everybody fit into the space fine. The ceremony was super short. I felt like an idiot the entire time because I just was like, I, just, I didn't even know how to act because it's like so much emotion. It's like, I'm very happy. 
and excited, but also everybody's looking at me feeling very happy and excited. And I like get overwhelmed because it's just a lot. And then Josh was like extremely emotional, just the most emotional because he's wonderful and beautiful. So that's like a whole emotional thing. But it went it went so fast, but it felt like it took forever. And then we were we were married, and it was great. And I can tell you, there. it did not take forever. I know, but it felt I, like it did. It really, truly didn't. I don't think it. I felt like every breath in front of everybody, but I knew that it was like maybe 10 minutes and that's being generous. That's being generous. (laughs) Truly. Truly. We were just like, we know in what order we would like to get this done in and then we executed it. So I, everything was supposed to start around five. I got there at 4.30 thinking that I was going to be like the only person there. The house was full. Someone was late. I don't want to say who, but we, somebody was late. Somebody was late. Yeah, we were waiting for them. Steven. No, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Who was it? Pause it. Pause it. Oh, why? No, because. Okay, you know who you are, and I'm mad at you. (laughs) And Vanessa doesn't like you either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, Um, I was a complete cunt the whole day to everybody. (laughs) You kind of were. <laughs> Someone said Tom's the bridezilla, and I was like, sort of. I mean. It's not wrong if the shoe fits. I had jokingly complained the whole time leading into this wedding that I didn't have enough time for me <laughs> to be yes. ready for the wedding. Now, I think a lot of people were confusing that with like me thinking that this was a mistake on Tiffany and Josh's behalf. No. I was just inconvenienced by it. They probably didn't think about that because that's just so rude. Most people don't exist in that same space. As my? As yes, me. as how rude you are. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm busy. I was really busy going into that. Also, you asked me last about New Year's Eve No, stuff. I didn't. Did I asked two people? You were one of the two people. No, I'm not talking. You invited me last. Oh, of I the things that I was invited. And yeah, so you were just last in the people who asked me to do things on that day. But I also in my head until like the date. I know you had sent me the invite <laughs> further in advance than that, but the day of, I was like, oh, this is happening at like. Five. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> like I don't have to be there until midnight. Didn't even know if anyone was gonna be there until midnight. So I I got to do all the things that I felt like I needed to do in the, in the evening. But I did I did be dramatic the whole time. Well, I took cute photos. You did. I took cute photos and I was there. I feel bad. I do need to apologize to your cousin because I was really rude to her. <laughs> she was like, I don't know why he doesn't like me so much. And I was like, well, Sam, you have a tendency to correct people a lot. And sometimes I don't know that you're aware of what you're saying or how you're saying it, nor is it an appropriate time to do that. Yeah, but I did mean to go, I don't like you to her face with my hand in her face. <laughs> so there's a difference between saying I wanted to say that to you and being like literally like, I don't like you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't like you. Quite I was pointedly. doing it like over the top. It was very campy. It was like, I don't like you, but I would do that to you or any person. Yeah, but she doesn't know you. You know how you got close when John did this and you were like, <laughs> you don't know me that well enough? Well, that also works with you towards other people, my friend. 
And I tried to like kind of tell Sam that. I was like, it's like, it's probably that what I said to her about like her pattern of speech. Mm. But I was also like, oh, like that's just how he talks. He gives you a hard time, you know. For those of you who don't know, Tiffany and I earlier today were fighting in text for no reason about nothing. Yeah. And that's just who we are. Yeah. Our new thing we do is threaten to rip someone's piercing out of the other person. <laughs> and then we say, you have to let me. You have to let me. But that was something that happened on our Chicago trip. <laughs> you have to let me. You have to let me. You signed a waiver. You have to let me. You have to let me. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Should we get to the point of the episode? Yes. But tell- also, my wedding was great. Your wedding Thank was you. amazing, and I was so happy for you. Everyone asked me how it was, and I was like, it's exactly what they wanted it to be. Exactly. And that was exactly all that needed really matter. It was so good. I may have been overdressed at both of the events that I went to that day, but that is fine. Nah, you were fine. No worries. Thank you. You're welcome. I wasn't trying to out to you. No, I don't care. But you know that that's just who I am. <laughs> you gave me an event. You gave me a reason to dress up, and I was that's like, true. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna buy an outfit. So you're saying you outdid me, which is like kind of rude, but it wasn't about me. People were looking at me with for weird reasons. They were looking at you for the right reason. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, and at any rate, we're here to discuss our top ten songs of, of the, the decade. decade. So before we get into this, I have a couple. There was the caveat where you can only use one song from one. I'm not artist. doing that. Tiffany. Oh, fine, I can do that. I have alternates, but I didn't want to. Well, that was the whole thing. Okay, well then Because I didn't want my top it. ten to be all Marina songs and then another song. Fine. Do you know what I mean? How many songs are there from Marina? That's why I have alternates. How many songs from Marina? Two? Just How two. many songs from other people? Is it, all, is it just Everyone two Marina else. songs? Yeah. I have a variety of different artists. I'll allow it. Okay. Because I thought you were like going to have like five. No. I'm not a fool. I knew I had a whole decade before I knew you. So there are other artists. (laughs) Or else they probably would all be the same as yours. (laughs) (laughs) That was like another thing that I was thinking. So I challenged myself. Like I don't have any more than one song per person. But I do... Because I'm me. I have like a list of the songs that it could have been from that artist if they did make the top 10. So I have like 10 honorable mentions. I'm just going to power through. We won't play any of their songs. Oh my God. Okay. Do you have any honorable mentions? I have probably some offhand I can give. Okay. So Chandelier by Sia. Mm-hmm. I tried to put it in my top 10 like so many times because I think it's an important iconic song of the decade. But then I was like, is it an iconic song of my decade? Yeah. It's definitely, that's a, that's a big song. I also, if you are someone who found us and you were like, these people are music connoisseurs. No, this list is going to be like purely self-indulgent. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's about our decade. Because Personal. it's just like, cause like, well, it's just like, how are you going to pick top 10 songs? We're not doing them because they're like the crafted the best. That's not what we do. I don't know that much. These about are songs music. that were released in the decade that we will listen to the rest of our lives. Yes. What's one of your honorable mentions? I'm gonna say "Someone Like You" by Adele. 
Because I, that was that whole album was like huge in my life, but that song in particular, oh girl, it hits. Oh, it does. It hits. Not on my short list though, but oh. Adele was on. There were so many considered, but very much that so song is is just truly forever we'll listen to. But anyway, second up is Grins by Charlie XCX. Oh. So like my top, my 10th spot kept rotating with three people. And this was one of the songs that like literally it almost made it like it was almost on the list. But I just I had to fit something else in there because when I heard it, because I listened through all of the things that I wanted to put in my top 10, but I wasn't sure she deserved a spot because I had like two spots left where I was like not sure mm-hmm. about them. I like played a playlist of all of them. And then there was one song where I was like, that's the song. That's the one that needs to be that 10th spot. I can't wait to hear. NASA by Ariana Grande. Also good. Almost Also a banger. It is a banger. Start uh, to finish. Help Me Lose My Mind by Disclosure featuring London Grammar. I, I really wanted a Disclosure song to be in my top 10 because I really... Like, I would say the concerts I went to in this decade, like, Disclosure is, like, my favorite concert I went to. Oh, I that's was, very cool. I have never gone to, like, a show where you, like, the sole purpose is to dance as opposed to, like, watch the thing happen. Because mm-hmm. it's just lights. And they're there, but, like. They're not just doing light. much. Yeah. Right. Goldmine by Kimbra. Mm-hmm. I had to cycle through a lot of Kimbra songs, and then I realized if we did a top 15, she'd be there. But she's not in my top 10. It'd be and it hurt way. my heart. <laughs> All for You by Little Boots. Cold War by Janelle Monet. That made my short list as well. Born Free by M.I.A. Oh, that song goes hard. And that music video is disturbing. And then Jealous by Nick Jonas was the other one with grins that was like almost in the top 10. And I really thought it was going to be there, Tiffany. I really did because I was like 100% sure that it was going to be there whenever we started doing this. And, and he just, just like just didn't, he just didn't get in there. It didn't hit. Didn't hit hard enough. Uh, another almost doesn't count uh, is a song <laughs> you don't know, but it's called well, Snow Cats by AFI. It's a, a song that I love. I saw I, AFI like three or four times this whole decade. I like them a lot. I don't know a lot of their music, but I enjoy the quality of their music. It's It is very good. I almost put, <laughs> I almost thought about putting a Kings of Leon song because I loved them this decade at one point. I did not do that because it did not hit as it once did. There's a lot of like weird, sad stuff that I don't really listen to anymore, but like Noah and the Whale, a couple of Frank mm-hmm. Turner songs, Margo and the Nuclear So-and-So's. There were a couple City in Color tracks from Little Hell that I was considering because that was also big for me. I also, and I don't know if this is a... I've seen City in Color a lot. I almost went and saw them, actually. I saw them. I just saw them at Lollapalooza. I watched their whole set. He has a beautiful voice. It was raining and I was standing. And I was like, what is happening? Why am I doing this to myself? It's beautiful. Like, their music is beautiful. So I was making the mistake when I would... Think about the last decade. I kept coming up with stuff from 2000 to 2010 because in my mind, I was like, that's the last decade. Like, the last decade is this, 2000 to 2010. 
I tried to put Bad Romance in my top 10. Not so once, many but times. three times. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. Same. And I was like, that did not come out. <laughs> I thought. Was 2010. I, see, I thought the fame came out in 2009. I thought Fame Monster was 2010, but nope. it is not, my friends, that song. That- and what other, like, were there other songs? I would have said, um, I would have considered a Metallica song also, because, like, that was, you know, that's a thing. Mm, i trying to think what else. I didn't have a Metallica face. I mean, I've just really liked Metallica. It's not like, a face. Evanescence would have made the list had we been in the decade, but I know it was so early 2000s that I was like, it's, a, no, it's not even not. like, I shouldn't even Google that because it'll just upset me. Yeah. Um, I almost included a song off Christina Aguilera's Underrated Bionic, but I was like, no, that's not quite there and also the album came out in 2009 i'm pretty sure like i literally continued to do that for a while it happened multiple times there was one song i hadn't heard from a friend in this decade and i was like i don't even know when that song happened it did happen in this decade but it was just like it was a song that could have been like from the 90s but also today and i was just like i don't know when this i couldn't track it that song was only for you by the heartless bastards which was very much considered but i was like a lot of my songs in my top 10 are sad and i was trying to like not make them all sad all right so what do you want to start with are we did you like number them in Mm -hmm. order oh fuck all right i'll do that as we go because i didn't but i can i believe in my ability okay hold on let me so i think am i gonna go first yeah okay so what we're gonna do is our setup is I'm going to play the song, and Tiffany doesn't know what song I'm going to play. So we're going to get some genuine reactions here. Um, and then I'm going to turn the computer around whenever she does hers, so like I don't know what it'll be. And then You're I not going to know some of mine. You're not going to know some of mine either. Okay. So here's my number 10 song of the decade. This could have made mine list. It could have made your top 10? Yeah. Really? This song in particular. Ugh. Uh, this song is so... Okay, so for those of you who don't know, this is Infinity Guitars by Sleigh Bells. Appeared on the album Treats in the year 2010. So it like barely made it <laughs> onto the list. Because they were. this was the song I was worried about. I had to like Google and make sure. Um, other songs I considered by Sleigh Bells, because this wasn't the only one, were Kids, Crush, and Demons, but those, only one of those songs was on this album that came out. I feel like a lot of people would put, like, Real Real, but, like, I think the song's better. I would choose Crown on the Ground. Oh. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, but, like, I have such distinct memories of me and my friend running over people's mailboxes while listening to this song <laughs> and like just causing general chaos in our neighborhood who knew uh, and like my hair was bleach blonde at the time and I, I remember that summer I wore this tie-dye shirt that I tie-dyed myself and I wore these black jeggings and I just remember us like causing so much just like not causing havoc we did run over people's uh trash cans one trash days we would just bump into them because she had a really shitty car and it was fun but they were empty 
if that's better, but it's probably not. But, but like, just hearing that noise at the beginning of the song, I'm just like, ugh. And then this part. It just makes me feel like a general badass, this song. And it was when I went to Point Park, I used to listen to this mm -hmm. album on my way into going into the city with my curly bleach blonde hair, because I like did curl it sometimes. Just well, feeling... I worked at the exchange so during this time, so we would have been were... commuting to downtown. At the same time. At the same time. I do remember when I first met you, I was like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. You probably saw me. I, so you worked at the one in Market Square, right? The yeah. exchange? I bought a Marina album at that exchange. We had uh, posters up for Family Jewels. I remember looking back now. But I was just like, that person is beautiful. Who are they? And then you didn't do any further research? anything. Okay. No. I'm going to... Okay. This is my number... I didn't think you would know who this is. <laughs> is he German? No. Why did he say it like that at the beginning of the song? I don't hear it. You don't hear it? No, I hear it. I said, just wait. Okay, so... That is Eagles of Death Metal. I love you all the time. Um, it's off of their 2015 album, Zipper Down. Uh, Eagles of Death Metal features Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, if you know who that is. I know the band name. Yeah. Um, also, it needs to be noted that Eagles of Death Metal was playing during the Paris uh, terrorist attacks at the Bad Clan. I don't remember exactly when it was, but um, they were playing at a club in Paris, and um, there was a shooting, and it was terrible and they started to do a essentially like a a fundraiser for people affected by the shooting and they used that song and like had a bunch of famous people cover it but i just love it for some reason uh melodically mm -hmm. i think that a lot of their songs are really pleasing in a way that like traditional um kind of poppy rock music is um and this is one that i just i just like i don't know why i just fucking love the song i literally i've never heard it before. cannot tell you why but it's just one that'll get like stuck in my head it's very catchy it does seem catchy because it's I, very catchy you want to do like this to it it's just like it almost sounds like something i've heard before but it, it isn't obviously but like i fucking love it i think it's great no. Um. So that's my that's my number ten. I love it. 
Oh my god. I'm so glad. We'll have to make a playlist. I I think we should. Well, I say give it a minute, but like I just want to make sure everyone can hear the beautiful dulcet tones that I'm about to grace their ears. Oh my god. is right to my heart by leslie hunt yeah uh on her album wait for it which was released in 2012 which like five of my songs were released in 2012 it's upsetting (laughs) truly so many of the songs were released in 2012 um for those of you who don't know and didn't listen to the episode of recollect that i was on leslie hunt is like a former American I have contested that like I got really close with and like worked for her for a little bit and like I've just been obsessed with her for so long because I think her music's so great and like this was a really big departure from her last album and of course she's in a prog rock band which I introduced you and Josh to called District 97 um, but this al- her first album was really pop oriented and then this one's like more singer songwriter like almost virgin con- like country-ish um, I was in love with a boy named Patrick whenever this song was around. Um, I listened to this album so much and I cried <laughs> the whole time. The songs are so pretty, but they're also pretty sad too, <laughs> which is upsetting, but also appropriate for the time of life that I was in. And this also was uh, Leslie's first album after she had children. And I always, almost always have issues with the first album someone does after they have a child because it there's a certain thing about motherhood that I will never understand but like they of course write music and are influenced by it because it's something that's happened to them but like this song like this album I didn't have that problem with this song or like these all the things in it but I just love Leslie Hunt so much her voice is so pretty I'm proud of you for sticking to just one one Leslie Hunt song. Uh, there were other songs from the album that I considered, and those were Let It Be Lovely and In My Shoes. I love it. Just listen out. But I was friends with this girl named Cassie, and I took her to the record release party for this album, and she was like, they all sound so pretty, but she's very sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, that happens to the best of us. It does. Lovely gal. In this house, we stand Leslie Hunt. Uh, I will always stand Leslie Hunt. Those are love facts. that will last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. She's working on new music. She's been recording an EP. That's exciting. I'm very excited about it. Can't wait to hear it. I'm excited to see what direction we're going in. If it's going to stay singer-songwriting or, or, or not. We... Yeah. Okay, this is my number nine song. Ooh! 
Is it loud? This is um, Fantagram. Mm Mm-hmm. I love this song. Me too. Also, I've noticed all of my songs like this, like that first note, whenever it hits, it's like, oh, this is that song. Yes. I love this song. Oh my God. So like, this is the only Fantagram song I know. So tell me everything. Okay. Who are you? So I... You might want to turn the volume down. I am. I was doing something else first. I know. Wow, wow, wow. So I was, I'm trying to like make sure I don't say the same song more than once. But anyway, so I saw Phantom, Phantogram. Phantomgram. 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 I want to say it was probably early 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a whim, it was February in the dead of winter and Antoine was like, come and see this band with me and I was like I don't know who they are and he was like just come anyway and I was like okay and I had never really gone to a show like this and like you know like not a whole lot is happening like you're yeah. just supposed to like be there yeah. enjoying the music and like kind of dancing um and I just had the best time and I think that um her voice is just so beautiful I would never in a million of years have guessed that one you would have picked this song. Like, why? I This was one of the singles off the album, but... I know, but, like, I don't even know how I ever heard of it, because... Oh, really? It's the only... Like, if you go into my iTunes library of songs I purchased, it's there, and I don't know how it got there, but I'm obsessed with this song. No, it's from the album Voices from 2014. It's very good. It is good. The song slaps. It hits real hard. I, for some reason, didn't. I think I only dabbled in whatever their next release was. It's a duo. Uh And um, I don't think that it, like, immediately caught my attention like this did. So then I never really checked it out. But, yeah. I love this. I was happy to know this one. Were you worried I wouldn't know that one? I just wasn't sure. I didn't know if you would or not. I felt like that's within your wheelhouse. It is in my wheelhouse, but, like, also... They're like a... Yeah, they're a little bit off the beaten path, for sure. Yeah, enough to be like, who, what, what's what's that? It was cool that uh, I ended up going with Antoine, and that's how. Yeah. Antoine's too cool for me. He's so cool. He's like the coolest person. He's too cool for me, too. Yeah, well, he talks to you, though. (laughs) Well, I also knew him before he was cool, so. You know what? That helps a lot. Those are facts. Okay, this one's going to come as a surprise. Okay. To no one. <laughs> this is my number eight song of the decade. Mm-hmm. I say this because it's a surprise to no one, but like, I guess people listening would know that I don't know that, that they like, know that this is like a thing. Yeah. So in the, after Homecoming came out, this is Beyonce. This is. I, I care, which is from. Homecoming. Beachella. Yeah. So. Okay. So. When this came out, obviously Tom and I watched it close to the same time, but we like didn't really discuss it no. too too much, and just randomly in the so middle of the one episode, we were talking about doing things or things we were listening to, and we both like I think I mentioned it first, like oh I'm weird, like I listen to the same stuff over and over again if I really like it, and recently I listened to the album from homecoming on spotify 
and I keep listening to I Care because it hits so hard because it's so good. And you were like, me too. And it was just like this little snippet of conversation. But you and I reference it all the time now. (laughs) Okay. So this one is, this one's from Homecoming Live, but it was originally released in the year 2011 on four. Have this moment. Join us. So this was not the Beyonce song that was originally going to be on this list. Which is understandable. Well, it was going to be Blow. Oh, okay. Um, but also good. See, I I would have... Well, okay. Continue. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm only a Beyonce post the eponymous... Eponymous? Eponymous Beyonce album. The one that's called Beyonce. Did not... Destiny's Child, Beyonce solo... None of it mattered to me until Beyonce dropped. And I was like, I I think that's fair. I actually have been a long time Beyonce fan and I bought, um, BJ like on purpose because I was like trying to find out and dangerously in love was a banger. Like, yeah, I like that song, but I wouldn't have said like, I was like, like I was going out of my way to like interact with Beyonce culture. Before it was like what is expected because Beyonce is just the standard of wait, what wait, hold modern on, this music is like the best be. song. The arrangement is out of control. Okay, so back to your... I looked to see if... (laughs) If me, myself, and I came out this decade, and it was definitely 2003. (laughs) I kept looking for, like, Beyonce songs from definitely (laughs) the previous decade. But even, like, um... I love Sweet Dreams or whatever. Yeah, Sweet Dreams. Yeah. All a beautiful nightmare. I love that song. I love Halo. I love If I, I Were a Boy. Halo. And I was like, oh, I want one of those. And then I was like, that's 2008. Is it? Sasha yes. Fierce is 2008. Yes. Whoa. I'm going to pause this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm still not done talking about this. Ow. You did it. Mm-hmm. The recorded version of this song sucks. It's not nearly as <laughs> it, good. It is not good. Because whenever I heard this, I was like, why have I never heard this Beyonce song? And then I went to listen to the version from 4, and I was like, this is why I'm not. It's, it's not, almost not the same song. It's There's something like tinny sounding in the chorus of the recorded version where it's just like, whatever. But like also when Beyonce is singing this live, you're like, she fucking cares. Okay. Okay. She fucking. <laughs> I love the attitude cares. of this song. Yeah. I know you don't care too much, but, but I, I still, still care. I'm like, if that's not and then who's fucking the problem? Mood, in, right? Oh. Oh my God. I can't believe so that's good. my number. Oh, that's my number eight. We've sold so much to go. Oh my God. It's always <laughs> going to get harder to talk about from here on out. Because you're just like, the song is good. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yes. 
Oh my it's hard. God. This I is, actually, is, I, I actually challenge all of you. I love this band. So it's hard for me just to pick, pick one, one song. I challenge you at home to try to make your list of the top 10 songs of the decade. It is hard, it's you guys. fucking hard as fuck. Yeah, okay. Okay, here we go. And then I'll, I'll go through the... What happened? Yeah, what know. I just had to, to put myself through because I'm a dumb bitch. Okay. Do you know who this is? But yours is going to be far more, like, I knew your list was going to be a lot more challenging for me than mine will be for you, so, as far as, like, knowing the songs. So, we'll give it another second. I, is there a singer? Oh, I just was... Falling with your heartstrings and that's good enough for me. And if I may not run around, then I know I must be working. So this is Biloxi Parish by gaslight anthem i love the gaslight anthem i found them in 2012 i think and it was just through spotify's algorithm and i had a friend that wasn't a friend at the time but he also recommended them to me so it's like he recommended them and then i forgot about it and then spotify reintroduced me Mm -hmm. i originally had great expectations from the 59 sound on my list and then when I went to pull up like a fun fact or something besides anecdotal stuff about why I love the song you know um yeah 2008 that's fine um (laughs) I did originally pick something from this album because this is uh off of handwritten and this is like the first album this was like the entry point because this was the newer album like I think it came out in 2012 or something um so anyway you get a general vibe mm-hmm. um this was like the newest album so I've seen them at least three times, if not four times. Um, they were like pretty active when I got into them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this song in particular. Just the the catch, the catch, the catch. The chorus, I think, is very catchy. Um, the catch is very chorus. The catch is very corchy. Corchy. Um, <laughs> yes. So they have like kind of uh, an Americana, um, not punky, but like higher energy rock music sound that you kind of can bop to. Mm -hmm. So there were more vigorous, like uh, exciting songs to pick from this record. They're like our good jump up and down and feel good at a rock show songs. But I love this song. I just do. I listened to so much Gaslight Anthem at one point in my life. And that was but really before... I got into um, fucking Bruce Springsteen. And they're like also from New Jersey, very heavily influenced by Bruce Springsteen. So like if you're into anything adjacent, you'd probably enjoy Gaslight Anthem. But the song that I had originally on this in their place was Great Expectations. And I love that song. I love that song so fucking much. Like even if I 
sometimes like revisiting some gaslight stuff, I'm like, oh, this like doesn't hit as hard for me anymore because you can't just listen to Bruce, Bruce Springsteen and it's like Bruce Springsteen. So it's like if you're going to listen to like Americana Rock, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen's it. You know what I mean? But, well, you, you don't, but just someone out there might know yeah. what I mean. Molly might know what I mean to an extent. So a song that will always be timeless for me, besides the song, Great Expectations is just forever. Even if I decide the rest of the catalog's not for me, you know what I mean? I don't need it. Yeah. I can listen to other things. Great Expectations is so good. It's so good. And I love their first record, too. It's, like, more punky, fused with the Americana rock sound. And it's so good. And that's called Sink or Swim. So people should listen to that if that's what they're into. I love it so much. All right. So we're back to you now. We're on to seven, correct? I believe so. (gasps) Oh, my God. Okay. Here's my number seven song. It's not gonna come as a surprise to anyone. This one's really, this one's the, the least surprising, I think, of my top ten. Okay. Help me. It's like the walls are caving in. Sometimes I feel like giving up, but I just can't. Cause I'm at a moment. This is In My Blood by Sean Mendes. The song is really good. Uh, from his self-titled album, Sean Mendes. Many faves could never. This octave jump. I did not consider any other Sean Mendes song. Really? I knew this was the one that was going to be on the list. Um, I have cried to this song so many times laying on the floor. That's because this is really good. Because turn, it up, turn it up for the, the jump. Sometimes I feel like giving up. No medicine is strong enough. Someone help me. Those ooze in the background give me every fucking time to give me so fucked up. Sometimes I feel like giving up, but I just can't. It isn't in my blood. Many faves could never. I. First of all, this song is actually well written it is well produced and it's not and it's it's not a love song which like you almost think it is it's not at all but it's not at all it's a song about anxiety it's so and like not being able to move and then like having oh my god it's guys we have to get to the end because it's there's just the end just like hits me really good um i whenever we went to see him I was, I knew it was going to happen because it was like the lead single of the whole thing. But I was just, I like, turned to Chris and I was like, I don't know that I'm going to make it through in my blood. And I was like, and I don't know where it's going to fall in the concert. I was like, I hope he finishes with it. Because like, sometimes they'll start with it and sometimes they finish and you just don't know where it's going to happen. Right. And I was very thankful that he finished with it. But like, around the time that that Shawn Mendes concert happened, there was another concert where like, the last two songs didn't happen. It was a... Um, a Jonas Brothers concert where like a couple days before they played and like the last like all of the stuff fucked up and like the last oh, two God. songs were performed and I was like could you imagine no. going to hear a song and they didn't play like the sucker song whatever their song was at the time yeah okay so we have to get back in 
It's coming soon. Because you know I love a good background woo You really noise. do. It's But I just can't. It in my blood. Do you hear them in the back? Ah! I get goosebumps at this part of this song every time I hear And then he does this. I would have noticed that. This is my husband. <laughs> you know what so got shortlisted for me? And it, this would have made it. <laughs> what? Sorry, what did you just say? Do you know what my shirtlist did for Yes. Me? <laughs> no. You know what would have made it on my list, but then I, I removed it because something had to go. Um... Fucking um, something off of the new Backstreet Boys record. Be- oh. Because some things are just right, and their most recent release was so fucking good. Like, it charted for multiple weeks at number one, the Backstreet Boys, in 2019. Because the album was genuinely great. I like the one <sighs> single I heard from it. Don't go breaking my heart, probably. Baby, don't go breaking my heart. Yeah. Breaking my heart. There's many low-key bangers on that There has to be a Britney record. song in your top 10, right? Huh? There's a Britney song in your top 10, right? There has to be. I'll be very disappointed. Okay, so seven. This is seven, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was released in 2012, I believe. Is that? Yeah, okay. Oh. Oh. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. This was on my short list. A tornado flew around my boat before you came. Excuse the mess it made. It usually doesn't rain in Southern California, much like Arizona. My eyes don't shed tears, but boy, they blow. And I'm thinking about you. Oh, no, no, no. I've been thinking about you. You no, no, no. I've been thinking about you. Do you think about me still? Do you, do you? Everybody just lived us for that. Um, <laughs> first of all, the fact that we didn't say anything for the first verse into the chorus. The song like, is iconic. Like, this oh. revitalized R&B. Can all I of his albums you? are incredible. His work with Odd Future is incredible. I had a wristband to go to Lollapalooza the summer of 2012. And I sold it and I did not go. Because I did not like the headliners. And you know who played that year? Him. Frank Ocean's are dead. Yeah. It was hard to choose. Do you have a, are we recording? recording? Yeah. It was hard to choose sure a Frank Ocean song. Because I love I so many I'm not songs. as like familiar with Blonde. And I own it. But I It's ha- so good. It's so good. Um, All of his records are incredible. And again, he was on a couple mixtapes with On Future. I have. Gorgeous. Beautiful. A mixtape. Talk about Frank Ocean and. The computer doesn't want to let us, but Frank Ocean off of Channel Orange. Thinking about you. Again, I, found on Spotify. If I picked a Frank Ocean song, not that that one's not iconic. That one's like made me go. We all went to the place since during that. But Bad Religion hit me hard. Really also excellent. Hard. So, so good. Oh, I know which one's my next one. Yes, we are. So we're number six. 
This is my number six song of the decade. I hope you know this one because it won't be this one to talk about if you don't. Okay. I'm shaking my head now, you guys. Sorry, I'm just vibing. I just want you guys to hear the first part of the real Oh, Solange. This is Solange. This is Don't Let Me Down from her true EP, which came out in, let's hear it, 2012. <laughs> I I have dipped in and out of Solange's records. Um, if I have to be honest, uh, this is like where I started. And uh, I've liked everything since this. I like But this. I also think this is the most approachable. Like, I think the True EP is really easy to get into, even if you don't know her stuff. And then you have a lot of respect for everything else she does because you, like, can now get into it. So I listened to her first, 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 first record that you, like, can't find anywhere. That's it's on, launch it's on. in the Hadley Street, whatever. No, there's even one. There's an earlier one. Is it? They just, they just put one out on Spotify. But it's technically 2009. I think it is the 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 the, the one that you're talking about. Yeah, there's another one from 2003. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, this album, this like EP, was a lot to me. Um, this whole this whole record's really dark, <laughs> but then this is like the bright spot where it's just like very cute and in love, and it just feels really good. But it doesn't sonically See, sound. This isn't it. I had an alternate version of this. Okay. Of this album. I'll try to find the album cover for it, but please continue. Sorry. Okay, so this song was produced by Dev Hines, also known as Blood Orange. Um, he produces another song that appears in my top ten, which is fun. Uh, this was a really sad time in music for me because I was listening to Fiona Apple, Sleigh Bells, Electra Heart. <laughs> like, it was dark times. And then this song is just like a bright... And the beat, it just feels good. So the uh-ohs, she did a cover. Do you know the song Stillness is the Move from the Dirty Projectors? This, like, she does a cover of it that you can find on YouTube. And this, like, this song has very similar vibes to her cover of that. And it just makes me very happy. And then she starts talking about turning circles into hearts and time into space and things into shapes. Oh, here it is. The way you love me. And the saddest fact I have about Solange is I had a ticket to see her in 2012. And it snowed so hard in Chicago that they had to change the date. And then they changed the date to a date where I had a final. And I would have failed the class had I not gone to the final. So I had to get a refund on my ticket. So there were two versions of Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams. Okay. okay. One includes the song Sandcastle Disco and the other one does not. And it's really weird, but it's hard Is to find. Is that the song the f- you would have put on? I love that fucking song. Sandcastle Disco? Unfucking un- reasonably so.
my turn, but Solange is great. I have probably not spent enough time with you her. You should spend more time with Solange. Discography. I would, the Truly P, really, she's that bitch. I'll have to take And then I think they go in order as far as listenability. Because I haven't spent as much time with the album that was released in 2019. Uh, the one I get home. Okay. So this is my number six. Do you know what this is? Give me a minute. I don't know. The all. intro takes a second. Okay. If you want to just let it run for a minute. Let it run. Should I know who this person is? Not necessarily. Okay. Some Britney Spears B-side. I don't know. <laughs> Could you imagine a Britney Spears song sounding like this? I mean, you don't know Britney. Okay. I don't know Britney. There are probably like a million people listening. <laughs> there are probably like 10 people listening screaming at the radio right now going... Yeah, you're gonna get annoyed in a second. So. This is funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. I can't talk about Kanye West at all because I really don't know that much. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. Tiffany's having a moment, you guys. It's so good. So, this is Runaway off of Kanye West's best album for a lot of reasons not just the fact that he like has personal issues but truly this whole album start to finish is one of the best albums of the decade easily it's so good the features on it are perfect samples included are great iconic songs unparalleled lyrics and rhymes it's so good this whole song is about being aware that you're a douchebag and knowing that you could do better, but you just can't. And so you don't. And there's something very cathartic in that because it's tonally, it could be like, like celebrating. It's celebrating being an asshole and a douchebag while also condemning it like simultaneously and it is just so good and push a tease on this as a feature and it's just come on it's just so good there were so many songs from the album i could have picked i could have picked power also a banger monster was difficult not to pick because it includes the best Nicki minaj verse of all time it does <laughs> period start to end that song slaps i even like um well, Gorgeous is on my top 40 songs because I just have always been obsessed with that song. The hook in it is so good. This whole album is so good. Gil Scott Heron, like, 
Um, anyway, either way, this album came out in November of 2010. I worked at the exchange. I had listened to 808s and Heartbreak um, just on my own. I used to like commute to Point Park, you know, long bus rides. And I was in a, a, a phase of my life where I listened to a lot of, um, which also could have made lists. Um, fuck. Gnarls Barkley. Um, I loved both of their records. And for some reason, 808s and Heartbreak got like recommended to me or I found it like fucking around. Mm-hmm. So when this came out, I was like, oh, I'm interested. But then I worked at a store that sold CDs. So we used to have to pick a different genre of CD for the mix. So it's like a six disc changer. And then depending on who was there the longest that day, the better your pick was. So you could do like, there was usually two rock picks, R&B, soul, you know, rap if there was like a clean version or if there was like a holiday music or you could do like something else like classical music score or whatever but if you were working like for a very long time you know you would get a rock pick which could also encompass pop Mm -hmm. but getting to pick rap was also a big deal but you had to pick from the clean cds and every once in a while we would get sent a clean copy of something new so that's what happened we got a clean copy of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and we were like, well, we're going to play it. Like, it's a new release. Whatever. And it was just so, so good. The album is so good. But then I had the luxury of getting to listen to it with, like, a group of people who also had to listen to it just because of the situation. And all of us reacting to it and, like, learning the words to Monster um, and freaking out about the song in general. It was it got to be a shared experience, which was really nice. So I think there's a lot of reasons why I love this record, and it's not just because it's excellent. Like, I just have very good associations. I loved working at The Exchange during this time period. I felt like such a cool kid because I got to work there and open cases and hand people physical media. It's just a, it was a good time. And I would be riding on the bus from Mount Washington down to The Exchange because I lived there at this point. Mm. So good. The whole the whole record is mm, so good. If you ever want to listen on a a non-monetized form of listening to the album for whatever reason, you can do that. I have purchased Kanye West music. I know Ultralight Beam, which is also a very good song. I could have included a Chance the Rapper song on this list too I think very easily it would have been I think I probably would have chose Duke Jam from Coloring Book because I love that song if I had to pick a Kanye West song to put on the list which is no one's gonna agree with this one it's gonna be Fade I don't know what off the top of my head you don't know Fade? not off the top of my head I can feel it fade. Oh, oh. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I could have picked... Oh, you know what else I really enjoyed? After this, um, it was the record with Jay-Z. Watch oh. the throne. Uh, that's my bitch. Oh, that's your bitch. The hook on that song. Oh, girl, child, honey. But at any rate, that album is perfect. I gotta say. 
listenable all the way through start to finish. I'm sorry I couldn't partake in the Kanye West conversation. It's totally fine. I didn't listen to him when it was happening. And then um, I feel like I didn't really start to appreciate rap until like later. Like if I was going to... There was only two rappers like that I considered. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Missy Elliott. Well, of course, because you have taste. Yeah. And then the other one would have been Kendrick Lamar. Again. And there was two options from him that I was considering. Um, Backseat Freestyle would have been the song I picked, though. I almost put a Drake song on this list. I know. I'm making a face because, like... When we were discussing it, we started talking about it. And I was like, we should probably not discuss this with each other so that whenever we do the podcast, it's like fresh. Yeah, like it's like fun. Um, I loved his first record, but that also came out in 2009. But then he's had several releases since. And I I like, I like, at one point, I have gone out of my way to listen to Drake. It's difficult for me now. Because I think he's kind of creepy, but... I think he's very creepy. I fucking loved... I mean, even just, like, Hotline Bling. I fucking loved Hotline Bling. Oh, I didn't like Hotline Bling. I fucking love that song. I listened to it a crazy amount. I fucking loved it. Fireworks off of the first record with Alicia Keys. Did you know that Erica Badu did a song that was, like, sampled? hotline bling but she was just singing it but like not i love that i love that for her but anyway here is my number five song of the decade this one actually made a lot of critical top tens for the decade Oh, okay oh i wonder if it's gonna be what i think it is but continue what do you think it is just play it no do you know this song not yet Is this Nina Sky or whatever? <laughs> Ferrera? Sky Ferrera? <laughs> Sky Ferrera. <laughs> Guess what year this song came out in? 2012. Yeah! Is this Sky Ferrera? It though? is Sky Ferrera. See, I know this. This is Everything is Embarrassing. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard but not have listened were to you it still had, I feel like this had to have been a thing at the exchange if you were still there. I think it might have been. Um... I don't know what else to say about this song other than it's very good. Also produced by Dev Hines. It appeared on her Ghost EP, not actually Nighttime My Time, which is her album that was released the next year. Um, there's a lot of weird things about Sky Ferreira because the, her last album was in 2013 and she has told us that she was going to release music like every year since then and she released a single in 2019 and it was weird and I don't know that I liked it. But that's fine. Like, not all music's going to be for me. I feel like I tried to listen to something of hers and I, I wasn't well, a huge fan. Weird fun fact, guys. You can't find Obsession, which is one of her singles that was, like, on the Vampire Diaries and people actually know. It's not on streaming services. I have it because I bought it. But it was, like, very confusing when I went to go find it. And then there's the one EP, and that doesn't exist anywhere anymore either. Anyway, sorry. That has nothing to do with this song. You're fine. So just like the last song on the list, this one's also produced by Dev Hines and or Blood Orange. So I, and also like they, like not that they sound like super similar, but there's that backbeat. You can like hear that 
has the same hand in it. And there, first of all, this song is about like really liking someone and then basically telling you that like, no, why can't you, like it's just like being honest with each other and then being embarrassed that it's not really what it wants to be. And I distinctly remember I had said something about this song to Kristen in the middle of a fight and then like she got mad at me. And I, I don't know, I distinctly remember this. I was in Chicago, it was wet and cold and I was going to something and she was... So the truth of the matter is my roommates Everyone was fighting with each other, and I think I like dark music so much because, like, I was not in a good place, like, actually physically or, like, mentally. Because, like, Ben was dating this girl, and then his best friend from childhood also lived with us, and he hated the girlfriend, and the girlfriend hated him. So then Ben was stuck in this place where, like, all the important people in his life hated each other, and then I was also there, and then everyone, Ben, the girlfriend, and the best friend from childhood all used me as like a bouncing board for ideas and I was like I can't be all of your support system because no, that's terrible because I, I actually have opinions on this and what I think about it and I can't give you all the same advice because I think you're all wrong <laughs> you know what right. I mean that's a lot yeah. for one person so this song reminds me distinctly of like that triangle thing that I kept trying Ugh. to get like drawn into but it's still so good Tiffany's really getting into it. You should check this song out. This well, is why I knew who this was, because like it, her stuff has like come through my feed, and then I listen to it, and I'm like, oh, I like that, and then I don't pursue it. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm much lazier about music now because I like. No, I am too. I no, I've always been this way, actually. Can I open this. No, we're recording. We're I can't recording. do anything. We're, all, we're I'm at, doing good. We're at number. We're at five. So I'm fine. So you haven't had one Marina song yet, and you're gonna have two. Aren't you so glad that I am learning not to eat things when we record? I was listening to an old episode because I missed this, and it was an episode where we had started recording. We had just started recording, and you, you. I remember it, like, being there. It was when we were still upstairs, and there was a brownie that was sitting in <laughs> front of you, you for 45 say. minutes before we started recording, and you, you reached for say. it literally, like, two seconds into recording, I and I was like, you, you will say. absolutely not start eating this brownie that has been sitting in front of you for the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready for my number five? I'm ready for your number five. Okay. I'm nervous because now we're getting we're getting real close to the I top. Know. I know. Ooh. Ooh. Did I make the right decisions? Probably not. Did you? I'll probably change my mind the second. Oh, it could have been anything else from this record or from Homecoming. But to deny to deny this is wrong because <laughs> this is just what it is. I think Beyonce would have made it on here regardless. Yeah. Because again, I followed all her solo releases. Everything in this decade was great. I mean, you have the eponymous Beyonce, like you said. Partition? Mm-hmm. Easily. But 
um, first, like, just like many people, a journey all on its own that I had to take. Uh, funnily enough, took it a year after everybody. You did. Because I was going through a lot that summer. Um, so I didn't catch up with culture. That was literally the summer that this came out was the summer I had kidney surgery. And I was just not in touch with human culture. Did catch Pokemon Go, though. But this came out in 2016. I went to see the Formation World Tour. I know, Thomas. I will not. Literally, <laughs> any time that it can be brought up, you sat in the beehive, you touched Beyonce. You screamed. Gonna... I know. I wasn't going to talk about how I was touched by was Once touched by Beyonce, I am blessed. Um... <laughs> yeah, when this song dropped, it was like, oh, we're hitting hard. We're hitting... Hitting something different, yeah. Because whereas, like, I feel like Beyonce is like super sexual. That album's like very sexual. This album is like, sorry. This song is very nuanced, and I while will tell largely you, not for us as white people, nope. Whenever, there's a certain whenever, empowerment that is not for us. When she was doing the song at the Formation World Tour, I was yes. like, do not sing along. This is not for you. And nope. I was like, just enjoy it for what it is. But I think, you know, as a woman, being able to speak from a place of great power is important. Most people need to feel like they are powerful. And again, there's a level that I will never get to with this song. But even just on my own basis of my own framing of understanding of what I live <laughs> my life as, the song still got me like fully shaking tits. They Wait, fly to the song. I still think we the can song find power and things that may incredible. be incredible. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. Right. You know what I mean? Again, I think it's fine to be like, there's a certain level. Right. Oh, yeah. We, it can't get me on that right. because that's not for me, but it sure does make me feel good every time I listen to it. And I can't wait to someday have a child, hopefully full of sass. And we will be fucking it up to formation in our living room. Like, I can't wait to someday teach my child to be a Beyonce fan. You know what I mean? That's going to be a journey that we get to take. And I look forward to that. And this will be a big flag in the discography when we take that journey. So. (sighs) So good. Yeah. So good. Beyonce is just like so beyond. That's one I And like when people try to like be rude about it, and I'm just like, how? Because they're racist. <laughs> That's what it is. Sorry. So whenever I was doing research for like particularly like just speaking on this very quickly, I um I had, when I was looking up those years from Solange's thing, I had the Wikipedia. And so, like, most Wikipedias for albums will show you ratings on different things. Mm-hmm. And she had, it was either, the True EP is really good. And it got really, had really good critical reception. Except when you went down the line, it was either, like, perf- like a perfect score or, like, a 20%. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. And I realized, like, it's subjective for the most part because it's music whatever but i'm just like it's not so subjective where some people hate it and like you know what i mean like like it's it's like good 
Right. And if you're supposed to try to be objective about it when you're like a music reviewer, I just don't understand. You know what I mean? And I was like, racist ass. That it, it is. Yeah, that's what You it is. can say, that kind of music's not for me. Like yeah. the genre. You could say, Beyonce's not for me. Right. And not detract from the fact that she's one of the most incredible, talented people making music out here. Mm-hmm. And if you do try to say something else, and you try to take it super far, as I've heard in recent time, and I know I told you about it, that's how I knew someone that I've come in recent contact with was not for me because you can't trust somebody who's like, I literally hate Beyonce. You can't trust somebody if they say that. Because they're racist. Okay. This one, less my, my Marina song that everyone knows is coming was the hardest one to pick from the artist. But I think I made the right choice. Like, I feel I had to go through it a few times. Okay, so here it is. Okay. But I don't know you'll know this song off the top of your head. Okay. This sounds kind of familiar. You would have been at the exchange when this one Mercy from St. Vincent. Yeah. Off her album Strange Mercy, released in 2011. So, my journey with St. Vincent has been really weird. So, like, when I use, I still use Last FM, but when I used to use Last FM as like a means to find new music, the algorithm was like, you'll like St. Vincent based on your like other listening. And I was just, I would listen and I didn't get it because of the first two albums. I don't think they're that approachable. And I also don't think this album's that approachable. But Which it kept, one is this? This one's Strange Mercy. It's the mouth, like, going through the latex. Okay, that's what I needed yeah. to know. Um, you're like, I need to see what it looked like. So I bought... Well, this is, like, back before streaming was a thing. I bought this album because it kept getting good r- reviews. And it was like, Tom, you would like St. Vincent. And the first time I went to New York City, I listened to this album... And the pacing of this album is very similar to this song. So the song Cruel and Cheerleader are both on this. And those are like the bigger songs. But a few years later, like in 2014, I went to a St. Vincent concert because that was when she released her album that was like St. Vincent when she's sitting on the pink throne with her white hair. Um, I was like going back and listening to all of her stuff so I didn't go in like not knowing things. So I didn't, I don't, I don't it sucks when you're at a concert and a song comes on and everyone knows it but you. And then I had listened to the song so many times and like I never really like heard it. And then I like remember hearing it and then just like sobbing through it. Because it's just so weird. There's a really intense song by her that tends to pop up for me sometimes. I think St. Vincent is one that she's... Like, I don't understand what goes on in her brain. She's every, super talented. She plays, like, a million instruments also, no, doesn't she? Just the guitar. But she can't read music. Also, this part of this song. Strange mercy. 
I don't know like what it is about it like because I went through a couple other songs before I landed on this one it's just like the whole album's unsettling and she wrote this album she was living in New York at the time she was writing this album she like rented a room off of a friend in Seattle for a month and she would work on the album for 12 hours in isolation every day as if it was a day job and like not do like she would work for 12 hours straight then stop go to sleep wake up the next day and do it like as if she was like going to the office and it led to these like creepy like the whole album is just <laughs> it's like very weird I love and then it. this song is the weirdest and i just it's so good let me see spotify So the song's super important to me. Um, it came to me in a time of my life when I was like more discerning about what I was listening to. Um, it's kind of weird. I, I lied. Mortal, like <laughs> oh fuck! You used to not be able to listen to this. No, song. I love this song. I have to be honest, this one even like touch. Like it wasn't considered. This hits. This hits hard for me. It does hit hard. This hits a sweet spot for me, for Marina, that is very far off the beaten path. Okay. I love this song. There's like a, There's a, a cool bisection in Marina's catalog where it's this kind of like mid-tempo song with like very good lyrics that may be on the slower side but just like this general mood like Radioactive is outside but like tangential to this song I think like mood wise I love this song this song is really good. I think the subject of it is hard. But <laughs> it's, it's about it's your still mortality. Beautiful, oh though. no, it's like eerily beautiful though. Right. Sorry, I only have the one headphone off because I can't hear you in my headset right now. I turned the monitor off because it was like gonna stop the one song and then I think Sorry. that's why that's happening. Um I remember this was one of the songs this has a video. Whenever mm-hmm. Fruit did it, it was one of the six songs that was released as a single because it was one of the fruits of the month. And I remember when it got released, I was like, I'm upset by this. <laughs> like, I didn't know why I was upset by it, but I absolutely When was. she performed this tour in Britain at the Albert, the Royal Albert Hall, or whatever it is, okay, um, she did two nights and this was included. The song? Mm-hmm. On one of the nights. Oh, during the Love and Fear tour. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up getting reintroduced to the song. Because well, remember, time. I kept skipping it. Yeah. Because you, you couldn't I only listened to part of it and it made me cry really hard and I was already having a hard time. So I was like, I don't want to listen to this. But when I watched that after we came back from Chicago, mm-hmm. I she does it live and I was like, what is this? And then I realized it's a song I've continued to skip. And then for some reason after that, 
I've listened to it nonstop on and off. Like I just keep like coming back, looping back in. Yeah, it's a big deal for me. I'm curious of her set in Coachella. Like, what is gonna be? I don't know. But I almost think I. I'm surprised that she did this year and not last year. This song is really hard to sing along to. I still do it. I'm, I mean, I do Poorly, it. But I do it. <laughs> also, you misspelled immortal and it says Amortac. <laughs> and this is the last song on uh, Fruit. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the beats and the drumming in this is fine. Did someone say they weren't? about the whole album oh well i don't i don't really interact with that person's opinion you would like that person because they're a britney stan as well well we'll see if they listen to this podcast and approve they probably won't of my choices overall but anyway uh i'm just thinking about everything about marina (laughs) it's funny as i like i've been going through the I haven't finished. I'll probably finish it tomorrow. But I've been posting like pictures from every year of the past decade, and it's just like Marina shows up like <laughs> so frequently. You know, I'm so jealous though. I'm like sorry. I'm so jealous that you got to go on the full ride, and I missed everything. But you're here now. I I showed my cousin Maybe Jess. That. Yes, I couldn't. It was the sweetest thing because we were just putting songs on in the car on the mm-hmm. way home. And I put on fruit, and she was singing along, and that's how I figured it out. And I was like, Jessica, and she was like, Oh, you sh- you played it in the car last time you drove me home, and I've been listening and googling and like blah 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 blah. And I was like, Oh my god! At that other New Year's Eve thing I did, um, the one girl was like, This is so Tumblr era because Pre Madonna was on the. And it I was, was. Like, it, yeah, I'm like, it sure was. It's was like she has. <laughs> I just, I don't, I try to, the back, it's always, she makes a lot of noise. Well, that, she was saying words there. It was yeah, just a run. But the, the, ah! <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is my number three. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, I keep changing my two and three around. <laughs> Oh no, you're gonna have to make decisions. I know, I know in my heart what it is. But I keep going like, mm, are you sure? <laughs> this one, I'm not, I, I gotta play like one second of it and everyone will know what it is. <laughs> oh my god. It's <laughs> <laughs> iconic. Iconic. This is Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen off her 2015 album, Emotion. And my notes for like what I wanted to talk about in this was like, this song is gay rights. And I like, it was like, I don't Factual. know that I need to say more. That, this is going to sound so weird, but I was like trying to think of like, I feel like this is the first time that like young modern gays came together and they were like, this 
this one. Like we all like we all had like our marinas or our lanas and our other things that we were doing, but like Carly Rae came and we were all like, and there, there this is. This is what we all want. Because emotion is like an album. It's like so good. Tanner then, loves CRJ. Oh my god, I'll have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about Tanner's album. Um <laughs> It's just so good. And also, I find this song so insanely hard to sing along to. Because I just end up screaming the chorus. Oh, that's all it is. sound good. But I will tell you, I did see her. She played at Mr. Smalls. And it was like this tiny show, but it was sold out. And I, me and Kristen went. And I will tell you, like, it was a very fun concert just because, like, Everyone knew all of the words to all of the songs, but like specifically this song and Call Me Maybe were just like, it was just like a next level experience to like be with these people and just like feel That's these awesome. things. It was, and like Carly Rae Jepsen, not like, even if one of her songs is like about a bad thing, it just doesn't leave you feeling angry or like, it's just, there's like a wholesomeness to it, but I don't, I don't want to say that it's like innocence. It's just like, there's a wholesomeness to there it. There is. But like, it, it just feels good. Take me and I re- didn't realize this album had come out before I left my parents' house, which was wild to me. That makes sense. In the timeline of your life yeah. that I'm aware of. It was what I needed right before moving, you know? This is number three, right? We're in number three. Okay. You made your decision. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, this is Brittany. Sorry, I'm just like watching Tiffany really fully getting into this. What is this song? <laughs> is that what it's called? Do you want to come over? We're going to let it get to the chorus. Nobody should be alone if they don't have to be. Nobody should be alone if they don't have to be. Nobody. Should be alone if they don't have to be. Should be alone if they don't have to be. So. Whatever you want. Oh. <laughs> Who is that? Tiffany is feeling her breastfeeding. She is basically performing a lip sync for your life on RuPaul's Drag Race. This is. Do you want to come over? By Britney Spears. What year is this? 2016, baby. Off of Glory. So... Is that the same one that Perfume is on? No. That's Britney Jean. So, <laughs> first of all, I'm not a Britney stan. Don't make me talk be. about that. Because I don't want to talk about that album. Period. I don't want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this. Okay? 
we can talk about this. That's what we're talking about. I just asked if it was from the same album as another song, and you said no. You just said no, but you were rude about it. I wasn't. I, so here's my thought. My thought process was, no, why don't you know that Femme Fatale came out before that album? But why would you know that? This was from 2016. Featured other signal singles. Other signals. Such as Make Me. Okay. Okay. And the other single that was released was Slumber Party, which no one heard but Tinashe. 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 I say Tinashe. But well, I used to call her Tina Shea as like Tina Fey, but that's probably not. Probably right. not. Uh, I like that song. That song's a fucking banger, and it got no support. Basically, truly, they put almost no effort behind Britney Records at this point because they know they'll sell regardless. But the real shame is, and this is a widely shared opinion by like music critics as well as the general public. Britney worked really hard on this album and it took a little longer to come out because she was recording it on her terms and like was writing songs alongside other people and was like cutting songs left and right, like had a lot of, you know, hands in it. Um, but there was like two singles, like maybe. Um, and there's so many songs from this record that I could have chosen and it would have been from this record just because Femme Fatale is really good. It's iconic. Like they're, hold it against me and you know when the world ends kind of proved that Britney still can get in it you know what I mean mm-hmm. because at that point that's when pop cha- pop music really changed because EDM was such a thing and that album features like those elements and it doesn't sound terrible I think it was very important because it showed that Britney's flexible but this album is just so fucking good. There's so many bangers, like, outside of the singles. But I think if I had to choose what else should have been a single, it would be this. Though I changed it. I kept changing it between this and Change Your Mind because both are really good from Glory. And I was like, these songs will last forever. Ugh, but do you want to come over? This was also a song that, like, I listened to. At, at least time? once a day for a long time. Oh, whenever no, you like over the last yeah. year or so. Like, Riot, can you please stop? Hey. Thank you. Right, you're ruining this moment for me. I know, she's like, you're just in full Britney. I feel like when you did Britney, like you educate me like we did with Marina on the Patreon. I would love to do that for you. Well, we think we were supposed to, and I think it just... There's more albums for Britney, though. Well, there are, but we don't, you don't have to do it... Play by play. Maybe well, just also, by like... like uh, you can say it. It's well, fine. no, I like. I'm not saying you. I have followed Marina like stand day one, like in like instead of like, I feel like you became a stand of Britney. Like well, you always loved Britney, but like you like. So here's the thing. I think it was there all the time. I was always a stand, mm-hmm. but I didn't engage in stand culture. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because I know an inordinate amount of of early Britney as well. And when Circus came out in 2008, it's all I listened to. I just also didn't talk about it, nor did I talk about it with other people, because I didn't have anybody to talk talk about with it. Talk to about it. Whatever. So regardless, that's my number three. And again, let's. do you want to come over? From Glory. Stream Glory. Now available on iTunes. Now available on iTunes. 
Hey. I'm so nervous about my okay. positions Okay, number two. This is my number two. This was on my short list. Because this song, this is tangential. I don't know if that's a word. I use it all the time. <laughs> I keep using it. We had this a president is, who made up words. This so. is similar to Immortal, I think. Like, it has more piano in it, but the general vibe and, like, the kind of, like, airiness. So before we get too much further into this, this is yes. Numb by Marina Sorry. from The Family Jewels from 2010. Also incredibly hard to sing along with. I do. I'm, well, I sound really good when I, like, do it in my room. <laughs> <laughs> but for whatever reason, when I sing and there are other people around, like my throat goes, and like we're not doing that. You know what I mean? So, let me tell you about all the songs that could have been this for me, but weren't. So, I'll get to why Marina's not my number one when we talk about the next song. Um, the other songs I considered were Are You Satisfied, Mowgli's Road, Happy, satisfied? Starring Will, Radioactive, I'm a Ruin, Forget, Savages, and End of the Earth were all contenders at some point. And I just had to keep listening to it over and over. Um, there was Lies was on the shortlist, and then I listened to it, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't need to be there. So the reason it's this song is because The Family Jewels was my favorite album for the longest time. Like until this year. And I would, then, I had that argument with myself all the time. First of all, hold on, you guys are Oh, I'm in hell. I need a friend. Ooh, but I can't yell. Yeah, I'm no good. No good to anyone. Cause all I so I had to go deep down in my soul and I had to close my eyes and I was like which was the song that like for the 10 years held true like all the 10 years because literally this album's been out for a decade now and I like closed my eyes and so then I was like, well, it has to be from the first album. So it was like between Mowgli's Road and this. But I was just like, I just don't res like the fork and like, I still love Mowgli's Road, of course, because it goes off and it's a great song. But like that fork in the road, I'm not like super lost about who I am. Yeah, like where I want to be. But like this song is just like, it hits in a place. Oh, it does. And it makes me go. Marina. Well, Marina hits you has, in that spot. Yes. Yeah. She has like specific touch points. And this is one of them. Yeah. Marina like, knows. This song's dark as fuck. I love this song. Yeah, I know. But like you when you're listening to her sonically sometimes you're just like bum, 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 Well, because this bum, bum, deceptively bum, bum. sounds upbeat. Yeah. And it's like the other like immortal sounds like a beautiful, like fairy chill, like potentially love song. And it's mm. like Kind of, except we're also talking about like how if everything dies, including ourselves, well, do you know it's what like I mean? The inevitable, like heavy, yeah. heavy. And this song is about like I'm reaching for the top, and I will never get there. Right, and, and I I'm just a never star feel that anything. Just... Yes, and there's there's a demo called Starlight, and both of the songs have like 
talk about stars that are burnt out. Like you can still see them, but they're not there anymore. And it's just like, that's dark. I love it. Because the light hasn't, like we haven't received that light yet. The end of the light. That's so good. So good. Marina just. So that's number two. That's number two. Okay. Give me this back. This was a tough decision to make as well. Um, This could have gone several different ways. I don't know if you're going to know this or not. I think I know what your number one is. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Do you know who it is? It's Rihanna. You racist? I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Wait, wait, wait. Let's give it just the chorus real quick. I really stopped participating in Rihanna culture after the the the, the one with the pink where she had the red hair on the album. Loud. Yeah. What album is this from? Don't. If it's from Auntie, don't. don't, It is. I've never listened. Oh. Well, I mean, that's a choice. Well, I didn't like work. And I was like. I mean, there's other songs on the album besides work. Well, if that's the song where they're like, this is what this album is. No. But it's not, though. Okay, so she came out with just this decade. She used to release an album every year. Christ, it was insane. Four. And had a release in 2009. Also. So truly. It was 2009 X-rated. Yeah, R-rated. It was. (laughs) Sorry. It was so hard for me to choose a Rihanna song. Um, But this song fucking goes off. It goes off. The message is just what it is. I'm vibing with this. I like this. I like when you get so into your song that you can't even talk anymore. Oh, the song goes So, like, I remember, if you, like, if you go back to the beginning of the our podcasting career... You talked about Rihanna a lot, and then it switches to Britney, and then it switches to Marina. It's wild. You, like, pick a person for, like, the year. <sighs> I do. To really focus on. And you don't forget them. They're mm-hmm. still there. Mm-hmm. But, like, oh, I love. So, it was so hard because, mm-hmm. so, she had, like, so many singles during this decade, too. Is this a single? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, it was a single, actually. Um, Love on the Brain was also a single like from this era. Love on the Brain is... A fucking banger. Um, but there's so many good songs off of Auntie. Definitely give it a listen if you just want to skip work, you know. Definitely do that. 
I mean, I could have picked diamonds. Was that this decade? Yeah. Diamonds was this decade. Right like a diamond. Um, we found love. Talk that talk. Talk that talk is real fun. Um, loud. I listened to, so- I listened to loud. I have a physical ob- copy of loud. Exactly. Same. An obnoxious amount of loud. I fucking loved loud. And that was during the exchange too. So if I was going to pick something off aloud, if I was going to go well, for. That would be the song I'd pick. But for I'd... a low key, like a low key banger, I'd pick skin. I like songs about fucking, but they got to be like good songs and also about fucking. <laughs> but skin is really good. But S&M was incredible. There's this hilarious remake of S&M that has a Britney verse on it. And it's so bad. You should have so gone on a night at Element yesterday. I know. I should do a lot of things. Um, Rated R was a banger, but that was 2009. But I mean, uh, that really album, I think, is her, one of her, some of her finest work is Rated R. <sighs> Russian Roulette. Firebomb. Justice for Firebomb. Firebomb is so good. What was the lead single? That song goes off. Um, You can say whatever. I'm going to do whatever. They did. You notice. Hard. <laughs> That's yeah. That's I keep thinking. I'm like. Hard and Rude Boy. I don't like Rude Boy as much, but Rude Boy is fine. Yeah, wait. I think they did wait. A, wait, your turn was a, a single also. But you know what else goes off from that album? Cold Case Love. Uh huh. <sighs> Darling. But then you know I also truly loved, and this is Good Girl Gone Bad, which was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Good Girl Gone Bad is so fucking good. Rehab, but Good Girl Gone Bad. Easy for good cops to go bad. Good one, she's gone, gone. So good. That was really aggressive. Don't need a reason. Don't need a reason. I fucking love Rihanna. But needed me. Whilst in my feelings. When I was left alone for surgery. Mm-hmm. But that person was still being pathetic. I was like, oh, me. me. So good. No one sings like Rihanna. Oh, and that's not even including Bitch Better Have My Money. Are you kidding? That song goes. And that was just a single. That was just like not even included on any album. She was just like, oh, I'm in between records right now. Like, let me go ahead and just give you that. for you just do that for you four or five seconds which also features kanye but paul mccartney just like casually i have actually and the children are like tell you facts i've never heard that song oh well they played it on some awards show and paul mccartney was there and a bunch of people tweeted like who is this like who is this man like they didn't know who paul mccartney was which is hilarious but at any rate, Rihanna is queen. I love Rihanna so okay. much until the day I die. I, I stand. I think it's so funny that she just like perpetually fucks with people online when they're like, Rihanna, you said you were going to release a reggae album this year. Like, where's that album? A reggae album. Yeah. That's what she said. And she was like, oh, 2019 for sure. And now we're into 2020. And now there's all these rumors. There's like speculation on the internet that no one wants to drop an album until Adele drops her 
breakup album because everyone knows it's coming, but she's probably not going to announce it. She'll just drop it. I mean, that's what I'm expecting. So, like, that's the the rerun joke is everyone's just waiting because they know as soon as they drop something, Adele's going to come in and literally (laughs) everyone is going to buy that record instead. So this is your number one. This is my number one of the decade. I don't know that you're actually going to know this one. I've played it for you before, but I don't know that you're going to know it like to hear it. Is it Mitski? No. Is it Jesse Ware? It is Jesse Ware. This is Renan from Jesse Ware off her album Devotion from what year? 2012. So the reason when we, whenever this was like discussed as like the thing we were doing, this I knew this was my number one. I knew my number one song first, and then everything else was like more of a battle for me to figure out. Um, because there's when I first heard Jessie Ware, I didn't get it because she released this like EP, and the songs on it. Like some of her songs just don't go places and that's fine and but like she's pretty chill so if you're like not really paying attention and you wanted something that you were gonna dance to because i was listening to like electra heart and that solange album and so like everything was kind of like moving pretty we could move to it and then this one then i then she her album got released in america and then i bought it because a good friend of mine like kept on me they're like you're gonna like jesse Ware once you can hear the whole thing you're really gonna love it and like it's so it's like the guitars, right? And then it's the backing vocals, and then it's just like Jesse. And her voice just like there's a sweet spot to it. But then she really belts at the end, and it feels so good. But like those never give ups. And then during the second chorus, there's like backing vocals that aren't in the first chorus and like so there's just things that keep getting added through the song where it's just like it just like makes my brain explode and it just feels so good and that that's happening in the background and I think it's really because she used to do vocals for like dance producers just because they needed like a vocalist on the track she very much has that yeah that kind of but voice. then she like got to do her own music and they're like oh like i was like oh this is what you're gonna do and it's like stunning but you still get the the noise from the dance that for your love in the background kristen didn't hear it for years and one time i was singing along and i like did that in the background she was like they don't do that that's like, I swear to God, they do that in the background. And it's so good. It's like, do you hear like it's that guitar? I don't know, just like everything about this. And I just remember, okay, here, guys. I'm just having a great time. And I'm lost again. It keeps happening. But when I'm around you, when I'm around you, I'm just so weak. All I want to know is it mutual? Am I ready to run? Am I ready to fall? I think I'm ready just to lose it all. 
what I mean? Like, Jessie gets to really show off her whole, all of her levels in this yeah. one song. Now I love this. It's so fucking cool. This hits. Yeah, it, there's just that spot. It's a song that when it comes on, I never skip it. Like, I'll hear it and I'll go, you know what? There's always a good time to listen to running. <laughs> like, there's always a good time. I don't need to skip it because it's just a, a per- like, it's, to me, it's like a perfect song. It's very good. Yeah. This is a very well-balanced choice, I think. What if I started singing along and it wasn't the song I thought it was for your choice for number one? <laughs> I could always surprise you. It seems like my list has a little bit so far. No, it's just... You're not a gay man. <laughs> the Britney song was a choice. <laughs> but... Fuck you. I don't I didn't know it. By Marina, uh, <laughs> what 2014 or is it 2015? I don't know. On the food on the tree. Here comes, here comes. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Come on, fill your cup up. <laughs> Good luck to you. Hang out with the fruit. Ready to be juiced. Juiced. Okay, we have to stop. <laughs> but it just gets better and better and continues to be good. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I asked Josh if he knew what my number one was, and he said, Is it Marina? And he said, what song? And I said, fruit. And he said, I figured. (laughs) Listen. This song is damn near perfect. It's so good. And I know that she says it's not about fucking. But boy, oh boy. You can make it about fucking. You can make it about fucking. And I enjoy that. The bass line in this song. All the movements of the song. The way that we latched ourselves to that same line because we both went hard the first time we listened to it together. That's before we even get and to the And it wasn't even only us. It was like the whole audience was screaming, come on, fill your cup up. Ugh. 
It's so important. Riot did not like us screaming, come on, no, pull your gut bob. I'm so She's sorry, so seepy. Riot. Look at her seepy <laughs> Cutie. The song is just perfect, and I love it. And it hits a part of Marina's catalog where she's very um, lighthearted and fun mm-hmm. and almost like a little tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. you know, and this video is so glamorous. <laughs> she looks so beautiful. Ugh. Who knew? I've been saving all my summers for you. Mm. Excuse me? And then she goes, the, oh, 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 oh. So good. It's so good, Brian. Here it comes. My body is ready. Oh, my body is I, ready. Yeah. I so this was the first like the first single from Fruit and it came out way way before any of the other things came out. And like it was like she released it on YouTube and then it was just on YouTube and then we were just like when are we going to like be able to purchase this? And it just took a really long time for that to happen because I'm pretty sure we got this in like September October and then we couldn't buy like it wasn't if you bought the album, the download wasn't ready until like the end of November. Ooh, that like. That's. Yes. That's. Uh, I had to like illegally stream YouTube downloads. Oh, I used to do that. Listen to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that the name of the website? Mm-hmm. That you used? Um, man. The song is so the song good. It's really good. <laughs> this is another one that I will just the rest of my life until I'm the dead. The song's really long. It's really long. It's really long. But it's so good. The song is so good. That is really good. Just because as much as Marina understands being like miserably depressed, awfully anxious, full of existential dread, Marina also knows how to good have a good time and just be joyful. This is some joyful-ass marina. It is. And I'm down. Every single time. So whenever I I asked Kristen to do this, too, (sighs) just as, like, a fun side project for her to do, and I was talking about how we were doing one artist, and she was like, what marina song would you, are you going to pick? And I was like, well, what song do you think it would be? And it was, because I was like, I told Tiffany it wasn't fruit, and she got offended. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Kristen was like, I wouldn't pick fruit. And she said Mowgli's Road would have been her, like, thought. And I was like, well, that's fair enough. Because Kristen's been around for, like, a long time. But I also yeah. feel like, well, saying fruit is purely a selfish choice. Because yeah. you and I bond over that song. So, like, that's just my, right. I said that. Um, but I assumed it would have been from the first album, personally. It was almost already satisfied, too. Are You Satisfied is another song that is identical energy for me as far as like always will listen to it, always will love it, always will understand that song. That and this are very close, but like Fruit is just abundance of You know what song I want you to take in if you haven't taken it in enough? Go back and revisit Hermit the Frog. I will. Because... It's a weird song. It's a really weird song, but it goes there. Because 
the lyrics are really dark and they're like bum, ba, da, da, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that's like how the song goes it's just like why does it sound like this it sounds like any sense uh okay guys so that was our welcome back welcome i'm excited that we're back this I'm was a lot of fun back. i had a great time i am looking forward to we're doing an interview on Wednesday. Wednesday. With two lovely performers, local performers, and I'm excited to talk to them and hang out with them because they're a delight. And I know that because I've met them before, but I know they're going to be even more of a delight here, here. Um, I challenge you, send us your top 10 songs of the decade. You have until tomorrow from whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Take your time. But do do let us before know. we release the next episode. There you go. Tiffany's being nice. Um, I am nicer than you. So if you have any feedback, comments, concerns, things you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, you can email us at it bears repeating pod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on all the social media. I did change our Instagram. I handle saw that to it period bears period repeating because. I don't want to tie us down to just being like a podcast. We're an experience. <gasps> Get into <laughs> it. No, I went. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, are we done? Do we have anything else to say before we vlog off? Nope. Okay. Love you too. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>